Hey guys, Ariel Sandoval here. Welcome back to another episode of Sandivision. Uh, I wanted to talk about a few different things today. The Oscars just happened recently. So a lot of different winners, a lot of different films that, that were nominated and won just recently. Um, so I want to start off the the podcast talking about a few of those few of those winners. And obviously, Parasite was the movie of the night the other day. Winning a bunch of different awards. First one being Best Picture. And to be honest, I kind of assumed that maybe 1917 would win. Uh, maybe perhaps The Irishman, something like that. I really did not see Parasite winning. I think that was a big surprise, big shock to a lot of different people. Uh, the very first foreign film to win in that category. And yeah, and at the time that that the Oscars came around... I haven't seen I hadn't seen Parasite at the time. And so it was on my list. It definitely was on my list. It's hard to see all the movies that are nominated each year for the Oscars, but that one was was definitely on the list. Just hadn't gone around to seeing it. So with it being nominated, with it winning Best Picture, I saw it the other day. I gotta tell you, it's one of one of the best movies of twenty nineteen. I really enjoyed it throughout the whole movie. I was on the edge of my seat, I was entertained. The storytelling is is really great, really well done. The direction, the idea, the originality. Definitely loved Parasite. And I think one of the reasons that may have stopped me from seeing it is it is a foreign film. It does have subtitles, um, which usually I'm not too prejudiced on, but definitely puts a little bit of friction in my initial want to see it compared to other films that are shot in English without subtitles. But I very much enjoyed it. I want to check out more of his work now. Um, I want to see more foreign films now. That the movie really did inspire me to to go check out other stuff. And yeah, I think it was a really great night for for the director. For all the people involved. I I thought it was really great. Um, Actually, also the the Dolby Theater is a little bit... um, Just a little bit away from where I live. So I actually went down there, saw a little bit of people starting to go onto the red carpet. But eventually, like all things, you get a little impatient. And so not much was happening, went back home. And funny thing is I went home, and that's when all the people started showing up on TV at the place that I was watching. So I was very, very funny, very, very unfortunate, ironic at the same time. But anyways, moving on with the with the categories supporting actor um brad pitt won that for once upon a time which i definitely respect the movie was really great i think he did a very good service in um supporting leonardo dicaprio in his role i think brad pitt his role was a very lovable character it was very interesting so i definitely agree with that i agree with that category um that category's choice in, in the winner. Um let's see what else do we have? Lead actor Joaquin Phoenix taking it for Joker. I actually was interested uh because I hadn't seen Marriage Story either. So I was definitely interested to see if perhaps Adam Driver would take away that award. I know there was a lot of talk about him and his performance in that movie. So I was thinking maybe Adam Driver, maybe Joaquin. I was kind of not sure about Leonardo DiCaprio. He did really, really good in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
and so I wasn't quite sure. But um, Joaquin was at the top of my list. I did, I did call him winning that. So pretty excited for him. Um, his first Oscar, I believe, for his career, which is very surprising. But yeah, I think there's a lot of different actors that would surprise you, learning that they either don't have an Oscar or just got their first one. Uh, best director, that one goes to um, Bong Joon Ho uh, for Parasite. Hopefully, I said his name right. I keep hearing different ways to say it but he won for parasite to be honest sam mendez was one of the actors on the top of my list i really didn't have um parasite's director anywhere near the top just because i hadn't seen the movie um but sam mendez i was interested to see if he would win because of the long takes of the film there's a lot of planning that goes involved so i really think he did accomplished some great things in the directing category but then again you know with all those long takes there's not a lot of directing going on there's not a lot of stopping and redoing the scene and giving feedback i mean i'm sure they did a lot but usually in a film they can shoot a scene if something doesn't go the way they want they can stop it right then and there and they can take it back from the top i can imagine there's a little bit more leeway with 1917 so i don't know if if people were thinking about that during considerations of um the director category just because maybe there wasn't as much directing going on during it as opposed to before because before the, there was a lot of preparation done with their sets and doing those long takes so i don't know i feel like you can look at it both ways you can look at it as a great accomplishment in directing or you can look at it as oh there wasn't really that much um directing going on in the middle of scenes at the end of scenes because they did have to take that long take it's an interesting way to look at it and so i did have sam mendez for winning that that one or todd phillips just because joker had so many different nominations but i can i can't be ex i can't be upset at um bong joon for winning for parasite it was a great movie the all the acting was portrayed greatly the direction the directing was really great so i enjoyed it a lot of the the decisions i really couldn't couldn't really argue with i feel like a lot of people were done justice um i wanted to talk about 4v ferrari um that one was actually one that i wanted to win best picture i know it wasn't getting a lot of love and praise but it, it was one of my favorite movies of the year but i did actually call it winning for sound and editing if you haven't seen that movie it's got some great great sound some great um just just the the interactions between the cars the motors all that with the dialogue and how they balance all that with the sound some some really amazing sound going on in that movie some really great editing too i thought it was a really great edited movie so i i called that movie for winning both of those categories at the oscars best original screenplay goes to parasite again and after seeing the film before seeing the film i wasn't sure obviously but after seeing that movie the way that movie was crafted in the screenplay really really great really great storytelling it actually goes a little bit um into what i wanted to talk about after the oscars a little bit of our main topic for today but definitely well deserved Super glad for him winning four Oscars for Parasite the other night. Very, very exciting. 
very very interesting as the oscars evolve as they get a little bit more um diverse actors diverse movies involved i think uh i think we'll get some really great stories if, if that continues anyways that's about it for my my thoughts on the oscars really great show first time watching it actually ever since i got into films i never really sat down and watched the full oscars like that so very very entertaining um very exciting very interesting so i would definitely watch it again next year so today i wanted to talk a little bit about the art of screenplays and so when it comes to writing a screenplay to be honest i'm not really this video isn't really a teacher speaking on screenplays and things like that these are things that i've noticed these are things that that i understand as a writer things that i've observed some things may be right some things may be wrong but this is my experience so i wanted to talk a little bit about what are some things that i've learned in terms of writing a good story um in terms of maybe what not to do just really things from my perspective on on how to write what i know at this point and so i'm still learning the art of writing there's a lot of different things that that i am learning but what i've realized is that there's really two different types of writers there are those who will start on a blank piece of paper blank screen and they'll just go for it and i'm not really going to say that that's the wrong way to do it because i've done it before and sometimes you get some really great things i think what that method of writing does the best is you can get some really natural interactions and transitions in the story by doing that because you're thinking about it as it's going on it's not like completely planned out so there are some aspects of the script that feel very natural now where it falls is sometimes when you get to the end there's a lot of editing you you should do you need to do Sometimes a lot of things don't always make sense. You get a lot of scenes that were pointless, things like that. And so what I've been learning about screenwriting is at least maybe it depends with the project. Maybe it depends what type of genre, things like that. But for me, as far as one of my favorite genres, which is the thriller, the mystery genre, um, I feel like outlining a screenplay for that genre in specific is very 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 needed very essential for it um it works for me the best and so i wanted to talk a little bit about that um as far as the whole free write thing for screenwriting um there are a lot of writers who do it and i was actually watching uh something on youtube interviewing different writers and they admitted how much they do it and you would think that a lot of people are, are these great outliners, that they have sticky notes everywhere, that they have flashcards everywhere. But there's a lot of writers who don't necessarily go that route. But when it comes to outlining, there's a couple of different things you need to keep in mind. Um, when, there's, when you're making a film, you got to look at it in terms of, I need this, I need that. There's ingredients that goes into the story. And so with that said, there's things that you need to take account for before you write, during you write, after you write. 
um, a lot of different things. Some of those things could be, you know, what are the great moments of the movie? How are you going to get to those great moments? Um, you need to understand your beginning. You need to understand your middle. You need to understand your ending. You need to know, at the very foremost of everything, you need to understand what your story is. What's the basic principle of what your story is being told? What's, what's the themes? What's the moods? What's the, uh, what's the moral of the story? What's the story about? If you understand that, then you can start to create your, your little timeline, your little vision map. And so, like I said, beginning, middle, end. Get an idea of where your story is going to begin, where you want your character to start. What is it that your character is going to be getting into in the middle of this story? What's what's the problem, conflict, and the ending? What's the resolution? What kind of ending do you want? Do you want a really stylish ending? Do you want a very fairy tale ending? Those are all different things you need to think about when, when you're writing your short, your feature, things like that. And so you need to have that brief vision of, of all those things. Um, going back to those key moments, Ron Howard actually taught in a master class about these key moments. When you watch a movie, there's always those moments that people talk about. For example, let's think of uh, Empire Strikes Back. Darth Vader tells Luke Skywalker he's his father. Crazy good moment in the movie. Very um, climactic moment. And I'm sure I'm sure Lucas or the writers. Because I believe there was two different writers on Empire Strikes Back. But I'm sure someone had that moment in mind before writing the movie. They knew they had to place it somewhere. And that moment got a great setup because of that. And so, yeah, definitely need to understand things like that in order to, to write a film. And so those key moments... They're very important because once you understand where your movie is going to from beginning, middle, and end, you want to add those key moments in there. And it's going to help guide you in your writing. So, for example, let's say I'm making a movie about a kid. A kid gets bullied or something. The, the movie is just about some kid getting bullied. Usually, a typical writer would write a scene where he stands up to the bully and all that happens. And so, you need to build up to that moment. You need to, obviously, if he's getting bullied, you got to show that happening. That's part of your beginning. Um, you need to have him making a plan to stand up to the bully. It's probably going to be your middle. And then at the very end, you get that big moment where he fights the bully. So, yeah, it's just a matter of, of mapping everything out creating the best the best story you can obviously there's a lot more details you go into it as you're writing it as you go back to it linear non-linear you got to understand when it comes to understanding the beginning of your story you got to understand how you're going to tell that story and if you're telling a linear chronological story then yeah you're going to start at the beginning you're going to start um with the least information available to the audience and little by little gradually revealing information, usually as linear stories go. If it's nonlinear, you gotta do a little bit more planning. 
what's your first scene going to be? It might not be the very beginning of the movie, but it does need to make the most impact. It has to be very interesting as to hook and engage the audience in. So linear, nonlinear, definitely decisions you need to make. Callbacks. Now, these are some of my favorite things of, of movies. And a callback is really when something is shown in the film early, early on. And then later on, it's referenced back to either very, very on the nose or very vaguely. But you remember these moments because of something that had happened earlier. Um, there's a, a lot of films do this. I would say about 80, 90% of movies do this. It's a very, very, very popular mechanic of storytelling. And actually, yeah, I challenge you guys to watch some movies, read some some scripts, and, and look for these things. Look for what it is. A lot of times in different movies, a character will be giving a piece of advice or something like that in the beginning. And it isn't until towards the end where they think about this piece of advice and it has to do with the problem that they're facing. That's a very popular way of using this storytelling device. And so that's definitely uh, one of the examples you can look out for when you're watching these movies. So you got to think about your callbacks. So with things like that, you got you to gotta think about what would be a cool callback and how can I work that into the story? And so you, you can either, I do it different ways. Some of my callbacks are planned beforehand. A lot of the times as I go back to the script, as I'm editing, I insert things that might not have been there before so that they can match up toward the end. Again, I'm not sure if that's the best way to do it. I'm still learning a lot about the writing process, but I do think that that's an effective way to do it. Um, it does come with a lot of, uh, course correction sometimes you add something in and it completely changes a lot of things so you have to adjust to those changes but if if you do it right if you plan it out if it, if it serves a great payoff moment then it'll be worth it it'll be worth the, the extra planning and creativity you might need to use in order to do something like that so i think really the creative the creativity of most stories come in these callbacks and bringing your characters to the beginning, middle, and end points. A lot of times we can have a story and have a basic layout, like, okay, we want to tell a story about this. We want to have this character here and bring him to there. And really where that creativity comes in is from bringing that character from beginning to, to the middle. How are you going to do that? Bringing them from the middle to the end, how are you going to accomplish that? What kind of callbacks are you going to have in there? What kind of metaphors? Things like that. That's where the creativity of the story really starts to come into fruition. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Um, I know my very first short film, Luna, which um, it was a script that I wrote really, really fast. I really wanted to just get out there and direct something. And so it's not really the strongest script in the world. Um, it's not the best short in the world either by, by any stretch of the imagination, but I remember how I wrote it. And so the way I wrote it, and this, uh, also rings true with the short that I'm writing now, which is actually pretty much complete. But the way that I usually write my shorts is I'll start off with an idea and 
sometimes I'll have a, a general outline of that idea. And then as I'm writing that idea, and I'm going back and I'm thinking about editing things, I usually think, well, maybe this could, this could go here. Maybe this could go like that. And I'm changing things up a lot. I'm, I'm editing the script. And so usually sometimes I'll have a concept, like for example, my second short was gonna have a lot more people as the main characters. It was gonna be about three different characters and it would be about them escaping something, working together. And there would be somebody inquiring about these three characters to, um, to the other person involved in the story. And it turned out to be that I really didn't want the three characters in the short. I thought that the story would best be told with one character. And because of that, I used that one character who was inquiring about the three, and I used him as the main character of the story. Um, I thought it would be best told that way. I thought it would be a little bit more personal of a story if it was just one, at least for this particular story that I was telling. And so because of that, I had to change his conflict because now it's the conflict of one versus the conflict of three. And that really changed up the story from my initial basic idea of something that I should write. And so I think you're going to have a lot of those moments where you'll have a certain goal. And then from that goal, you drift off because of the changes you make. And I think this type of editing, this type of writing came from without an outline. I had a very basic outline of what I thought I wanted the story to go for these two shorts. But once I started writing, I easily drifted away from that. It depends how much in stone you are of your idea before you start writing. If it's something that you're kind of interested in and kind of want to see how it evolves, then it's probably going to change. If it's something that you have a straight vision for, you very, you very much understand where this story is going, you have a strong outline, then it's, it's going to stay pretty consistent and you're going to change it in ways that will enhance the story that you already have, which is great. And so I think with my experience now, I think outlining a story is a very effective way. And I think as, as a writer that you guys should definitely become stronger in your outlining and you don't have to go crazy as much as people, but just have a general sense of where you need to bring your characters in the story and make sure you're going back in the beginning, the middle, the end, having those key moments in there and also putting in those callbacks. I know callbacks, I guess that's just really a style of writing. Not everybody does it, but whether it be callbacks or something else, make sure that, that you're planning ahead because there are those those um, those metaphors in movies, those payoff moments that they're not done a lot of justice if you don't do a good outline, if you don't plan ahead, if you're not thinking about how something is going to pay off at one point but isn't really referenced or isn't really set up in the beginning or in the middle. You're not going to have a lot of things to talk about. Um, things for the audience to talk about after the movie's done if you don't have a lot of those things in there. And so just some ideas on storytelling, on writing. I got a lot to learn. Those are a little bit of things in my experience that I've learned so far.
And so, yeah, a lot of different things to learn about writing. One of the hardest things you can do in in the whole film filmmaking process. So yeah, definitely, I know I want to challenge myself to keep on writing, even if it's things that I don't plan on filming, which I think is a big, one of my biggest downfalls is um, I don't write unless I have a project in mind that I actually want to do. And really, I should write every day. I should write things that um, maybe I know I won't film or anything like that, but just for the sake of becoming a better writer to get better at these things that I should do. So I think... um, that's what I'm going to leave you guys with today. Practice writing. Practice different techniques. Learn about different mechanics of a script. Some of the mechanics in which I spoke about today. And what's the best way for you to do it? Do you use flashcards? Do you use like a timeline? What are some, uh, what are some techniques that you can use for yourself? And everybody works differently. Some people... Maybe those things don't apply to them and they have a different way that their head works that they can plan for things like that. So, yeah, thank you for watching another episode of Sand Division, the second podcast of the series so far. Um, Really liking it up to this uh, episode for sure. It's been really cool talking about different things. And until the next one, this is Sand Division.